You're listening to Blood Moon Milk, and this is Aurora here with Ali Bashuk of Dream Warriors and Go Farm. Hey, Aurora. Thanks Did for I having me. Did I pronounce your name yes, right? Yes, okay, you nailed great. it. <laughs> awesome. People usually say Bashuk or Bashuk, and you know, honestly, I think that they could be right. My, I'm sure my family somewhere butchered it. <laughs> it's like Russian, Yiddish, Jewish, Polish, something. So, um, I don't know how you pronounce it, actually, <laughs> but, but I say Bashuk. Okay, great. That's just what, when I would read it in my head, would uh-huh. come out. So, yeah. Me too. Um, yay for Hooked on Phonics. <laughs> Good job. Um, and so, I guess, could you just start out by um, introducing yourself to our listeners who might not be from Atlanta or might not be familiar with your work or who you are? Sure. So, hi, my name is Allie. I am... Um, I do a lot of things here in Atlanta. I was actually born and bred here. I feel like a lot of oh, people. Same. Actually. Oh, you were? Yeah. Where'd you Where'd you go high school? Uh, Lakeside. Okay. And I graduated from the Ben Franklin Academy because oh. I was a bad yeah, kid. Yeah, you're a bad kid. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know you're kind. <laughs> Lakeside tried to kick me out. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, well, yeah. So from Atlanta, and uh, I've been working here. I went to UGA, but then when I graduated, I started working here. Originally, I had a magazine that I brought here um, with my friend Michael. It was called Young, Foxy, and Free, and it was a free art, quarter, quarterly free art magazine in Athens and Atlanta. Um, and then I worked for a company called Scout Mob. Um, at the time, it was like a budding startup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, who are they now? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they're no longer, but at the time, we really... Wait, yeah. they're not? No. I could have sw- like, yeah. That's, like, when, was, when did that happen? You know, they got bought by Revelator. Really? Mm-hmm. The and, coffee um, company? Yep. And then they went away? Um, they're just sort of... Re- I, yeah, they were getting rebranded uh, as other things. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, but at the time, Scout Mob was really cool. This was like early 2010s, you know? Yeah, I remember Scout Mob being like the hip, cool place to look at things to do and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I sort of did at the time is help people um, find cool things to do in the city and... Um, just like uncovered like talent and did interviews with people and then um, then through that process I started doing this Halloween party at the goat farm Um, and through working with the goat farm very intimately I ended up quitting scout mob and working for the goat farm full-time awesome (laughs) so um, I I do that the goat farm art center we're uh, art center located in West Midtown we have like 250 studios and around 500 artists and we do exhibitions and performances and what I do there is I'm a director and I help uh, our community connect to each other and help artists find resources and um, just yeah, connect to things in Atlanta that they could use as helpful and basically uh, tote myself as something you can't Google like I help people find things that you know or like a human Google yeah exactly yeah. Um, but on the side, I, I also run a design uh, company. We're called Brutal Studio. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Listen, yeah. you do so much. Yeah, yeah I'm a very busy lady. Yeah, <laughs> <I am. laughs> but I actually spend a lot of time at home with my dog. <laughs> I mean, some of the best ideas come from just playing with your dog, or yeah. you know, quiet times to let the mind wander yeah. when you're not committed to being in front of somebody and being something to somebody, and mm-hmm. you can just kind of sort of be amorphous in the void in your own privacy. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're called Brutal Studio, and we do event design and installations. Um, and, you know, it's really experimental and fun, and I, it's just a total fun thing. I don't do it as a, as a 
to, to make money as much as just having fun and hopefully make a little profit. Um, I do that with Sarah Santa Maria and Danielle Bruto. And um, what I also do is I run a foundation. We're called DreamWars Foundation. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, and we give grants to women and non-binary individuals in the Atlanta area. Um, we do events, and we have an online directory of Dream Warrior Own Businesses, and then we also have an online magazine. Oh, I didn't know there's a magazine. Yep. Oh. Yeah, we like create content. I mean, I'm not writing it. We have an editor, and she she sources the content, and it's um, supposed to you know highlight people in our community and, and talk about them and you know be their cheerleaders. Yeah. So I've been. I won't go into too much detail about the actual like, content of the group, but mm-hmm. there is a a place where lots of people are involved on Facebook. Oh, oh no, I can, you can oh, talk okay. about that. Yeah. Okay. I just don't like talking about like what act, the actual conversation Yeah, is. no, I mean, it's, it's a great resource for people in the know and like like-minded individuals mm-hmm. to reach out to each other. Um, and I've been, uh, active in that community for a long time. And that's kind of where I first bumped into your name. Mm-hmm. And I've just seen that community grow and been really impressed by the kinds of work that you promote and facilitate. And um, I think that in doing your natal chart, uh, just knowing you a little bit from afar, like it spoke volumes mm-hmm. about kind of who you are as a person, but also the kinds of work that you're attracted to. Um, so I thought it was just like a really um, interesting and sort of insightful uh, thing. And I, I think that for me is one of the joys of astrology is seeing how different people might have similar signs and even maybe the same signs, but their expression of them is very different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all the colors of the rainbow, basically, and the ways that you can represent one trait of, of a sign. Um, and so I think for you, I know your son is in Pisces, which is all about dreaming. And so um, I just found that to be really interesting and insightful. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay. Do you want me to talk a little bit about the Facebook group and yeah, like, yeah. the origin story of that? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about how that started. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, like I mentioned, I have, uh, I, Work and work with the foundation, Dreamers Foundation, and uh, it wasn't always a foundation, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until I really met um, someone named Haley Carlson. She really had the ideas and know-how to really turn it into what the foundation became. She's like, she's the real brains behind it. Um, and so, in 2011, I was just bored, and the um, and Facebook had just come out with groups like private groups they had yeah. always had groups but you couldn't always just like invite who you wanted only and then make it secret yeah and so I uh, think their like algorithms and what they offer and have given us as tools have always sort of changed and yeah. like the round the rules around groups have always been like a little shifty yeah like, con- like quicksand kind of <laughs> exactly yeah. um but yeah in 2011 they had just come out with private groups and I don't know what uh what the thing that was this turned me on to it but I was sitting there and I wanted to think I think I just wanted to share something about Oprah and like feminist theory and I didn't want um you know a bunch everyone, of dudes to yeah to chime in and so I 
I was like, oh, I should just create, I should create a group where it's just women. And so that's what I did. I would call it dream warriors. And, you know, by today's definition of dream warrior is just like someone who gives a damn about the world around them and society and feminism and equality and, and all that. So I sort of defined that and, and then invited some girlfriends and told them to invite their best babes and see what happens not really intentionally trying to create a feminist safe space on the internet <laughs> yeah but you know Just sometimes it happens you can't really control what takes on a life of its own exactly so so yeah that's pretty much what happened was it be, turned had a life of its own the facebook group now in 2018 almost 2019 um is nearly 20,000 members yeah it's a pretty incredible group of people yeah i mean there's i there's not a day that goes by when I don't see a post that's inspiring in some mm-hmm. way. And also, like, a lot of people really, truly being warriors about whatever it is that they're passionate about, trying to get off the ground, or even if they're struggling mm-hmm. in their daily lives and they're reaching out for help, which is really brave. Mm-hmm. I don't think that maybe prior to Dream Warriors, I knew of any place, really, that I felt like I could reach out to a community about almost anything yeah um so thank you yeah sure (laughs) it wasn't totally on purpose but you're welcome yeah well I mean (laughs) it's there now (laughs) it was and it wasn't I think subconsciously I knew what I was doing and then but when the reality of it started to hit when I was like oh wow there's people in this group I don't know who they are Once, once that sort of started to hit and then exponentially I was like wow I really started something and I guess I'll be adminning something on Facebook for the rest of my life. <laughs> but the foundation has sort of helped me um, move on from just adminning. In fact, the foundation, um, the first like order of business, I guess you could say, was to pay um, our admins. So, of course, I do not do all the work myself. There's a whole team of uh, administrators, moderators that are in there doing doing the real work. And so we're able to pay them now, which is, it was always a huge goal of mine. Yeah. I mean, especially something like that, that takes up so much time and energy to be truly thoughtful about everybody's perspectives. And I think the rules are pretty clear, but um, aside from that, I think that it's great that you can get a project, a personal project, whether you are just intending to have a place for you and your friends to Mm -hmm. start out. Um, but to see it grow and then to see it be self-sustaining. Yeah. Like that's always sort of a dream come true. Yeah, you know, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Also that's... super Piscean in nature. Pisces are all about the dreams and the mm-hmm. subconscious. And also I've like all the Pisces I know are super master manifestors, mm. like whether or not they're even conscious about it. Mm-hmm. So like when you have dreams, you wear yeah like you're calling them into reality yeah i'm having a lot of vivid dreams too i mean actual literal sleeping dreams oh yeah we can talk about that if you want um i was just talking to dr amy king earlier today uh getting ready for the pop-up that's coming up soon um i don't know if this will be on it'll probably be after that happens but um we were chatting and she was having crazy dreams i was having crazy dreams the last couple nights but it's also um, a full moon. Yeah. And I tend to have, like, I because I do this podcast every new moon, every full moon, I'm sort of having to pay attention to the moon. Every full moon, I have crazy dreams for, like, a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and she was saying the same thing, like, she's been having crazy dreams. So I wonder, like, 
I think there's like side project material there, like mm-hmm. full moon dreams or something. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling though it's just gonna be like all kinds of nightmarish, sort of like off the wall crazy shit. Yeah, um, totally unrelated, but totally full moon related. Yeah. Is this morning I wake up really early, like five thirty six, and I was in my kitchen and I had never seen this before. But you see my disco ball. Uh-huh. Um, the moon was so bright on my disco ball that there was light shining in my kitchen. Oh, pretty. But, like, moonlight, it was beautiful. I've never seen my disco ball lit by the moon. It was amazing. So, it was very special today. That is a pretty... I would have been, like, videoing Well, it. I tried, but oh, yeah. it didn't really come out. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. capture it. Can, I can imagine that, though. Yeah. Light, especially low light, unless you have a really high ISO on your camera. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's fleeting. You just have to admire it with your Yeah. With I was your just having to remember it and then eyeballs. replay it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it being beautiful. Yeah. Um, full moons, I think, are... This one's kind of a... has some tough aspects. It's opposite Uranus, which is um, kind of an intense planet in general. Um, and I think it might be retrograde still, or it just came out of retrograde. So, like, it's got like some harsher aspects not as friendly as some full moons mm-hmm. and it's also venus is also retrograde right now so it's like none of us feel as attractive as we normally do we're all uh, bloated. is that it yeah okay we're all <laughs> venus is retrograde until like september no no not september november 16th oh well that's a ways away yeah it's like three weeks and mm. she goes to sleep for like six weeks every two years yeah um, but during that time, don't get a haircut. Don't. Yeah. I did just get a haircut, so I'm good. I mean, like, don't do anything out of the ordinary or right, new. Right. Yeah. Like, like a drastic your... physical change. Yeah, like anything with your appearance. Like, don't get any tattoos yeah. on your face. Yeah. <laughs> like, during okay, I'll Venus. Try not to. Yeah. <laughs> like, during Venus and retrograde. Or, you know, some, anything along those lines, because it's just not. The stars aren't on your side. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. What kind of crazy dreams were you having? Oh, no. I cannot okay. even <laughs> say that out loud. Especially <laughs> recorded on the record. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But they're crazy. We'll just imagine demons. <laughs> yeah. 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 Demons and also just replaying things and fall. Some, some, I guess one I could mention is like one where I was trying to hold on but I slipped and like and I looked that up and I was just you know uh, something about control and you know I I always look up symbolism of like something you know if I fall or if I I hate the ones where you're like looking for something Mm, and you're when I dream frequently I don't frequently I don't realize I'm dreaming because my dreams are so vivid that and they're oftentimes even more realistic than real life like more yeah. real than me sitting here talking to you yeah I get really floaty <laughs> like in physical life so dream dream world is like almost more comfortable in some ways mm-hmm. um, and so I'll like lose something in my dream that I have in real life like my car keys or my dog or something and I spend like the rest of the dream just looking, looking for, it. for it and then if I'm being if I'm if I'm smart enough, I'm like, oh, I'm just dreaming. And then I'm like, oh, I can do whatever I want. And then like... You're like, screw this. And I'm like, off to the <laughs> land of unicorns and lollipops. <laughs> and then like, go do that. Yeah. But I've definitely 
ran after my dog before, but I think I found her. Good. Yeah. I mean, the best is when you're like, oh, my dog's fine. Yeah. They're right here next to me in bed, but I can do what I want now in dreamland because I've got control of my dream. Free. Like adventures in lucid dreaming time. So do you want to talk about your natal chart? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. So let me pull it up here. Where did I put it? I think I... I know you emailed it. I know. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. So you were born in Atlanta. Yup. March 8th, and... That's uh, International Women's Day for anyone who's counting. Oh, well... Isn't that also super, like... Woo! Yeah. yeah. It's a podcast. Yeah. can make hand <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I was also, well, not... I was born on a holiday. Um, I was born on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, wow. So for few years as a kid I definitely thought that the Thanksgiving Day Parade was for me oh it, it Cause, is because <laughs> my parents didn't set me up for disappointment at all right they're just like oh yeah tell her it's for her she'll think yeah. it's great that is great and then you know I was like wait eventually you're like wait it's not mine my ego really took a yeah. blow well that's a life lesson we all, we all get that lesson somehow yeah yeah, you mean that parade isn't for me? Mm. Oh my god. Um, so let's see. So this is your cheat sheet. Okay. And for anybody who gets a needle chart from me, you'll also get one of these in your chart reading that you get emailed. Mm-hmm. And it basically tells you all of the signs and all the like little graphics for the planets. Mm-hmm. And if you look, the, these are your houses out here and the minutes and seconds that each house kind of starts up. Mm-hmm. Um, just do it this way so you can see. This is your ascendant, and that's your midheaven, and your ascendant is basically where your houses start out at, and it's the sign on the horizon at the moment you were born. So it changes every two hours, and so like your birth time is really important to be able to get accurate. Yeah. Um, I think it was four. Yeah, well, if it, if it changes, or not ch- if it's different, <laughs> yeah. you can tell me, and I'll yeah, yeah, draw yeah. it up accurately yeah. for you. Um, and then, so, it starts out, like, the ascendant dictates what house is first, basically. So, yours is, your first house is Leo, and then it goes around all the way to Cancer, would mm-hmm. be your last house, would be the 12th house. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm a lot of breath, I'm so out yeah. of shape. Talking too much is making me winded. <laughs> um, and then this is a little cheat sheet for you to be able to tell, like, which signs are what aspects. Okay. So, like, if you don't want to read through everything and see the interpretation, then... These are all really cool words. Over here, sextiles. Yeah, and then there's semi-sextiles. Wow. Contra-parallels. Quindeciles. Um, wow. But those are pretty rare and they're not even calculated here yeah so but the big ones conjunctions trines opposition square semi-sextile and sextile are so um basically rule of thumb is that aspects of any kind are better than no aspects at all mm-hmm. if you don't have any aspects in your chart i don't know what to tell you i've never yeah. seen a chart like that though yeah like there's so many planets and so many houses and so many asteroids and nodes and Arabic parts that something is going to be... Floating. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I got a few. Yeah, you got a bunch. Um, so, let's see. Your sun is in Pisces, which we've kind of hit on a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But basically, Pisces is the last sign, and it's also the last water sign. Um, and it's kind of like the dreamiest of the signs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of representative of the ether and like the transition between like the spirit world and the physical world, in a, in a sense. Um, and because it's a water sign, it's very emotionally charged. Um, and also because it's the last in the water signs, being, uh, let's see, we've got Cancer, and then Scorpio, and Pisces. Those are the three of the four. And so um, because it's the, like, the third in that triad, it's also considered to be the most developed of the water signs, so mm-hmm. the most, like advanced zodiologically speaking um where like cancer is the most sort of like the youngest and like the least formed and the most influential mm-hmm. um and so because of that you also have a little bit more power over all the things that go into making a water sign feel watery so you're like a little bit more developed and in, in control of those things And so those things would be like your emotions and your ability to manifest for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of water signs are great manifestors, but by far every Pisces I know like manifest whatever they want in their sleep, literally because they're dreaming about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) Um, so this, like, did you go, did you read this? I all? did, I yeah. did. Did you have any questions about anything that came to mind? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I brought some notes, too. But... Not really. I didn't have questions, but. How did I? I've done this twice a day. I've made notes about people's charts for my second chart reading today. And I definitely had a notebook with notes about your chart mm-hmm. and then I left it at home oh that's okay I'm sure you can think of something oh, yeah. yeah I don't think I have questions but I just you know I noticed like there's all these different like you know Jupiter and Aries Saturn and Sagittarius yeah so Mars basically and, like just so just like uh so the sun basically was in Pisces at the moment you were born um all the other planets are also moving through the sky at this right. like all the time And basically, when you look at an astrology chart, you see, like, imagine the big wheel, right? This is you here Mm -hmm. in the middle. And then, like, all these planets are sort of pointing their little rays at you. Mm -hmm. But also, they're spinning through these different parts of the sky, which are Capricorn or Aquarius or Pisces or Aries, depending on what part of the sky they're in. Then that's when they are being, they're said to be in that sign. Gotcha. Yeah. So every planet would be in some sign at some point. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's see. So your sun is in Pisces and then your moon is in Cancer. So you've got a double dose of water. Mm -hmm. Um, So emotions are big. Mm -hmm. Lots of feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, Cancer and your moon is like a very nurturing, a very warm like place. And it's also, uh, the moon is also ruled by cancer. So you get like extra oomph in that department. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. It's, uh, it's 
exalted, I believe, in mm. that domicile. Gotcha. So it's at home and the sign of cancer. Yeah. Um, so like the moon rules uh, cancer. And if you think about like how water is affected by the moon, it kind of makes sense. Like the tides right, right. and stuff. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, so far, so good. Awesome. Accurate, rather. Um, they're not always super motivated. <laughs> um, and they can be a little bit shy sometimes, but when you get to know them, they warm up and become super nurturing and quite uh, supportive and kind. And that's what makes lunar cancers feel good. Cool. Yeah. Um... So your Mercury's in Pisces. So you've like so far, you've got a lot of water in your chart. Yeah. Um. So Mercury is basically how we communicate to the world. If you think about the qualities of the mythol the mythological gods, mm-hmm. um, Mercury was the messenger of the gods, but he also dealt with um, medicine and travel, communication and technology. So all of those things are sort of mercurial themes. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about how you communicate and the way of communicating being in Pisces, so all of that's very dream-oriented and emotionally fueled, which I I mean, knowing you just a little bit, I think would pretty much be very accurate. Yeah, I'm not very, like, I feel like I'm pretty, like, uh, diplomatic yes yeah. yeah yeah so I don't know if that is sort of what this reflects like um or at least I try to be <laughs> yeah no I mean I think that like uh Pisces is very like concerned with um the arts in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. like being sensitive to other people mm-hmm definitely opens you up to being diplomatic right I'm um, definitely sensitive to other people yeah 100. Yeah, so Venus is an Aquarius. Okay, finally, not a water sign. <laughs> not a water sign. Um, Although for the longest time, I definitely thought Aquarius was a water sign. You know, I did too, and, t- and then I remember doing some research for the podcast, and I was sure it was a water sign because the sign is called the water bearer. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's an air sign. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, how's that possible? Yeah. Who's messing with me? Um, everyone. Yeah. Like everybody, every astrologer ever. Yeah. Um, but I guess if you think about the air element being the thing that is replacing the water, like the water is replacing it and the mm-hmm. vessels. Right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, I, I see it, but. Yeah. I think still, it's a stretch. Yeah. But, it's mm, totally scam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. I'll write another like take on this one day. <laughs> um, so Venus is obviously all about the way you like have love in your life and love is represented in the way you communicate love and Aquarius is like the alien weirdo of the zodiac okay yeah um, like super forward thinking and it's life on the edge and um thinks faster than most people can keep up with mm-hmm. um so for you to experience love in that way like you I'm guessing would love for love to be expressed for you, to you and like really out there sort of those quirky, edgy, interesting ways. Yeah, I mean, if you met my husband, you would understand. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. It's, it's a quirky situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. You know, we don't really, you know, I don't really get gifts or anything like that. But yeah, it's, I mean, you don't necessarily need that. Yeah. Like, 
that's more of a traditional sort of expression sure, of love. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's quirky. Yeah. And I definitely appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what his is like his chart looks like. Yeah. Um, in comparison. I'm gonna start offering that in the future, like couples. Uh, it's, it's called Senestry readings. It's oh, like cool. people you can get them for friends too, like um, who uh, you could just compare and see different aspects of each other's charts sort of on top of each other mm-hmm. so like oh this person's thing is in a complimentary side of that have you ever I'm sure you're on the app Cosine oh yeah Co- is that yeah. Cosine mm-hmm. yeah yeah Cosine's oh. great I love the design of that app yeah it's really nice yeah um, plug for Cosine yeah you're welcome sponsor us yeah give me some money <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you're beautiful do you want to be on the podcast Cosine um, yes I do <laughs> yes hello Hello. We have a guest with us. Who is, a little who four, is this? A little four-pod yeah. fluffy puppy named Ruthie. Hello. Are you yeah. stinky breaths? Yeah, she does have stinky breaths. It's okay. She's just a dog. Yes. Um, so your Mars is in Taurus, and Mars is all about getting shit done. Hell yeah. You know, it's all about the way you accomplish your goals mm-hmm. and what it is that drives you to want to accomplish them in the first place. Taurus is an earth sign. So your first earth sign is all about, um, actually it's also ruled by Venus, Taurus is. Mm -hmm. And so it's about things that are beautiful for for the first part. So that makes sense. You do a lot of design oriented things Mm -hmm. and arts oriented things. Um, Venus is sort of the universal muse. So, you have that on your side when you want to make things you probably just probably like drop ink on some paper and it'll be beautiful by accident i wish but yeah sometimes (laughs) i mean if you're lucky yeah um hello and yeah let's see so taurus is usually concerned a little bit with material gains um, but not so much in the Mars placement. I mean, you want to be compensated for what you do in a nice way. That That is always important. Um, but I think for you, it, having so many um, water sign placements, I think what you are probably more fulfilled by in your actions on a day-to-day basis is like making something that is like feeds your emotions through actively making experiences that are beautiful for other people mm-hmm. totally yeah absolutely um and so let's see jupiter is an aries which is a fire sign and jupiter jupiter itself like it it's it rules the sign of sagittarius which is a fire sign too so it's a good placement for for jupiter um it means jupiter basically is like your expansion in the world the things that you want to go seek and explore and learn and like sometimes like foreign travel um higher knowledge and even like religion in some ways Mm -hmm. um so for aries to be in that placement you have a lot of like get up and go but maybe not like a whole lot of follow-through you have like a lot of spark in that apartment Mm -hmm. um quick flashes and maybe you need partners to help carry you along to where you're going mm-hmm. yeah always I always need partners I mean by myself I'm you know pretty okay but with someone else I'm really great 
Yeah. I think that a lot of people are like that. Yeah. Finding the right partner is really hard, especially yeah. like a creative partner. Totally. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some bad situations too. Oh, I mean, I think that's part of the learning process though. Yeah. Like, I think that's why I have really great partners is because I've had really bad partners and I know what not to look for. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a great point. And, mm-hmm. you know, like there's good and bad things about every sign in astrology and really I look at astrology as a way to connect with other people and to be introspective and mindful of what you do like on your own time Mm -hmm. and you can do it for free you don't need an astrologer but if you're interested it helps to have one to just like kind of get you started Mm -hmm. but for me it started out as like a a way to remind myself to meditate mm-hmm. just to connect with myself and to chill out and figure out what it is I really wanted to do in the world sure. um, and I think that there's no such thing as a mistake really as long as you have time or have the wherewithal to try to learn from it mm-hmm. in one way or another yeah I totally agree I think you know for better or worse a lot of things happen for a reason and so, you know, when something can be course corrected, it's really a blessing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also, like, in hindsight, you know, hindsight, that saying is always twenty twenty. Yeah. And something that might seem like a catastrophe in the mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. really could be the thing that sets you up for success. Exactly. Like, six months or years down the road. Yeah. You know? It's like, like the catalyst for what needed to happen. Yeah. Great. Exactly. It can't all be, like, unicorns and lollipops. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I really did not get here without fucking up a lot <laughs> and still fucking up did i'm like how am i still fucking up but i am but they're they're much more minor at this point and they were you know there were things that were really traumatic at one point and now i'm totally over it and don't you know worry about it yeah but i was okay. young and stupid and that's okay I was, that's what you're yeah supposed to do yeah i'm a big believer in making your big mistakes when you're really young because mm-hmm. when well you're... you went to the Ben Franklin <laughs> yeah you get it out before um yeah I mean like I got uh I wanted to go there though because um it just fit my my lifestyle a whole lot better yeah um so for those of you listening who wonder like what Ben Franklin is basically it's just it's basically like <laughs> the unicorn of high schools um where you only go to school for three hours a day. What? Yeah. And you have you have to have a job, though, too. Oh, I see. Um, so, like, they make you responsible. Yeah. Um, but you basically only take classes and things that you don't already know. And you can test out of a subject if you get... If you pass yeah. all the tests. I also want to be clear. It's actually not just for bad kids. I know some people who went there because they just couldn't deal with their high schools. And yeah. it wasn't because they did anything bad. I didn't do anything so bad that, that I got caught for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was definitely kind of a bad kid. But yeah, That's okay. I don't think that they looked at me like a bad kid. They right. just sort of looked at me like as a paycheck probably. But sure. it's an expensive school yeah my college fund got spent on graduating high school dang probably not the smartest thing i ever did but you know i probably would have dropped out if i hadn't gone there yeah yeah totally yeah i mean i was like living in new york part-time when i was 16 Mm. and i shouldn't have been (laughs) like i should have been at 
high school in Atlanta, but right. I was like living at the Chelsea Hotel. Oh, wow. That sounds kind of amazing. It wasn't bad, but yeah. then I came back after like being gone for a few weeks and my, all of my teachers let me make up my work except for one. And that was the one who was like, no, you've been gone too long. And she basically tried to get me like expelled for yeah. not being there enough. But all my other teachers let me make up my work, and I got straight A's that semester. Dang. Well, good job. <laughs> yeah, and then I had to spend all my money on high school because of her. Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> well, she'll, she'll get her karma. Yeah. She was, she was a pretty dull well, person. Well, you ended up at Ben Franklin, which you really love. So yeah. That's what, that's I, what happened. Yeah, there's, uh, they had um, house cats that were there. like. Oh, cool. Uh, mascots. One was named Yoda, <laughs> and apparently Yoda hated everybody except for me. Aww. And well, maybe not except for me. I'm sure there's other people that Yoda liked, but a lot of other people I know were like, "Yeah, that cat was a jerk. Mm-hmm. Bit everybody." <laughs> but like, part of the inter- like entrance exam was like, see if you get along with Yoda or not. Oh wow! Or at least you were chosen unofficially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so. Your Saturn is in Sagittarius. Okay. Um, which is, Saturn is all about constraints and challenges and, and talking about mistakes and lessons. Like, that's the role of Saturn in astrology is like the bringer of those hard lessons. So, and it's not out of cruelty, it's more like, okay, it's time for you to learn how to put your big kid pants on. Mm-hmm learn how to deal with this shit storm and then it gives you some sort of you know not so fun thing to rise above mm-hmm. frankly um but that's the role of saturn and so it's it's in sagittarius which is basically the themes of that sign are going to be the things that you have challenges in right so higher education politics travel and anything international mm. um would seem to be something that you you might not have like problems with necessarily but anything you do in those areas might come with strings attached Hmm. perhaps yeah i don't know i would say definitely higher education politics but international stuff like i love traveling and i don't really i don't know if i relate to that one as much Sometimes it could be in the form of you can't be somewhere as long as you'd like to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then, then that's probably <laughs> more what it is. Like, yeah. Traveling, especially internationally, is like a passion. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, I, If I could have a job where I was allowed to work remotely, mm-hmm. it would not be in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would figure out a way to be abroad most of the time. Yeah. Um, Me too. Especially in the current political climate. Exactly. Sorry, America. I will leave <laughs> if I can. Um, and so those are all your personal planets. Um, and these are the ones that travel around the sun more quickly. Um, the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, those are more generational. So everybody that was born the same year, decade as you, like have those more in common. Gotcha. And so those are things that help to relate to um maybe like your parent generation or like people who are a couple years older than you will have Mm -hmm. a different Mm -hmm. uranus sign or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. so um i won't go over those as much because i feel like they're like googleable yeah like and they're not as like 
personally identifiable sure, and defining. Sure, sure. sure. Um, so we can go over the houses. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, your ascendant, your ascendant sign will kind of dictate the way your houses fall in your chart. And so your Leo is your ascendant, and it's also in the first house. Um, and people with Leo and their ascendant, you have like quite sort of blonde mane like yeah. hair. <laughs> I do have Leo hair. Yeah. Um, and so like also have like really good stamina and are quite good at sort of um, make, making their their work and their public persona like kind of they get like this extra little dose of like superstardom mm. whether or not it's like personally reflected on them their work gets that sure so like the things that you set out to do like you don't have a hard time finding success in that in Sweet. that way yeah good job thanks i'll take it thanks parents for making me born yeah at that at yeah. four in the afternoon because yeah. that's how that got made right on um, so Virgo's in the second house because that's just the way it goes. Um, so that's all about your material assets and the things that you acquire. Mm -hmm. And Virgo is very much the like workaday sign. It might not be super glamorous, but it does take a lot of um, sort of specific knowledge and book learning to like within Virgo to really express all of that. Um, so you, I would suggest that just based off of this information that your way of gaining material wealth in this world is very much kind of a methodical thing. Mm -hmm. Like you go in and do the work and you are happy with making inter intermittent like little gains, like one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And you're not like looking for that get rich quick scheme yeah, sort yeah. of thing no it's a slow burn yeah but that's a good thing because it's yeah. very consistent at that point you know yeah. you're not like i'm gonna win the lottery yeah and that's my plan yeah. <laughs> you know definitely i wish i would win the lottery though yeah kind of someone in mind. south carolina did <sighs> good for them i don't know anybody in south carolina so yeah, it's not you're not getting a piece no no sorry good good luck good good job though mm -hmm. um there's another drawing for the other one tonight. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I should so, buy yeah. a car or buy a life. My parents, I, they, they'll, if they win, I'll try to take their money. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. Good yeah. plan. So the third house, um, Leo is your, or not Leo, Libra is in your third house, um, or rules your third house. And third house is all about your intellectual acuity and mental health. Um, and Libra is really kind of a nice placement for this because uh, they say Libra mm -hmm. but Libra is all about balance and about relationships so that's very much um, your the health of your relationships is very much dependent on your mental state and vice versa mm -hmm. um, which I think is kind of a universal truth but um, if your relationships are in a happy place you tend to have a better sense of mental health as well mm -hmm. yeah totally um, so fourth house is your actual house house mm. and um, I think you had Scorpio in your fourth house and so this is kind of like the cross to bear Scorpio is kind of a cross to bear no matter what honestly mm -hmm. um, but everybody has it in their chart somewhere um, in your fourth house it kind of suggests that there might be some sort of secretive trauma that may have happened at some point in your earlier life mm. um, 
and you don't have to talk about that. Sure, sure. Yeah, but like that's um, it's also something that I see in a lot of healers' charts. Something that um, and this you know healing is kind of a relative term. You don't necessarily have to be a doctor to mm-hmm. really help other people help themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is that in order to get to the point where you're able to help other people, like you have to lick your own wounds and go through some serious trauma in order to rise above it mm-hmm. and to be able to offer other people real worthwhile insight at some point later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also who doesn't have some trauma in their yeah. childhood. So. Oh yeah. And it's also all relative as well. Like yeah. even if you have the perfect life, yeah, some mundane thing could be like the worst thing that's ever happened to you, but sure. it's still to you like be the worst thing that yeah. ever happened to you. Yeah, I would say a combination of both. Some some trauma and some, you know, helping others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your fifth house is ruled by Sagittarius and your that makes sense to me. So your fifth house is all about creative endeavors, mm-hmm. which you have many of, and Sagittarius being the ruler of that is kind of a social butterfly. They love to reach out and meet people and they're all about travel, learning, um, and they love parties and they love events. Um, they love to drink, um, they love social gatherings of all kinds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say that that's... Lula nails it. Yeah. yeah. Like pretty accurate for mm-hmm. you. Um, Saturn's also in that fifth house. So again, anything with Saturn kind of comes with strings attached. So like maybe you're out being this gregarious person, but at the same time you might find yourself making attachments that might be easier to make than they are to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And it might not be a bad thing, but it just means you're not necessarily as free or as mobile as maybe you might like sometimes. Sure, definitely. Because you have responsibilities. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so Saturn's conjunct Uranus in your chart, which is a pretty good aspect to have, actually. It just means that these two kind of talk friendly to each other. Um... And, yeah, it just means that you've got, like, some practical help between those two planets talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Uranus is also in the fifth house, and so is Neptune. You've got a lot of activity in the fifth house. Um, And when you have a lot of planets clustered in a house like that, that means that's where your energy is focused. Okay. So, like, there's 12 um, houses and then only nine planets, so there's... It's not unusual to have some houses with no planets. That's not a bad thing. It just Mm -hmm. means that your energies are focused, more concentrated in those certain areas. Gotcha. Um, so your sixth house is in is ruled by Capricorn, which is all about your job. And Capricorn is kind of the boss man of the Zodiac. Mm. So you've got like some good stuff, like really nice house placements. Nice. Yeah. Like it means that you're sort of like the captain of your ship in a way. Even if you have a job, you're still like, still like calling the shots, even sure. though you might be working for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so your seventh house is uh, ruled by Aquarius, and that's your house of partnership. So mm-hmm. your partnership might be very sort of out there in comparison, non-traditional, mm-hmm. um, super advanced in some ways compared to heteronormative society's expectations of what partnerships might be. Um, 
So, and Pisces rules your eighth house, and that's all about, um, that's all the, like, kind of nasty stuff. It's, like, taxes, death, um, ghosts, and, like, the ending of things. Um, and that's, so having that ruled by your sun sign is kind of, like, kind of an intense placement, so you might be coming in contact with the realities of those things more often than Mm. not. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I can handle it. Yeah. Pisces in general, like, they're really strong. Like, they're Mm -hmm. the unexpected survivors Mm -hmm. of the Zodiac. Um, What else? Yeah, your son's there. Your son's square Saturn, which means that there's some challenges when it comes to who you want to be versus who you're, what your responsibilities are. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, (laughs) So your Jupiter is in your eighth house. So, um, yeah, I mean, this means that there might be some sort of. emotional upheavals or setbacks financially because it's not a really great placement for Jupiter. Mm. Um, but like, hopefully there's enough stuff going on elsewhere in your chart where that doesn't like make or break you. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. That's a rough spot for it. That's okay. (laughs) Shit happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your ninth house is all about education and Aries is in that ninth house. So Aries is the or Aries is the ruler of your ninth house, rather, and Aries is like the starter, like the one who likes to start things but maybe doesn't always finish things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the theme of that house and the feel of it. But you don't have any planets there, so it's not got a whole lot of power. Um, so tenth house um, is ruled by Taurus in your chart, and uh, yeah, the tenth house is all about your relationship with authority. And Taurus is like the sign of material gain and, and material wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if yeah, there's like a sense that authority figures have this innate material wealth as well. Mm-hmm. Or when you come into people, contact with people who are superior, quote mm-hmm. unquote, that's the essence of that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mars is in that place. So you'll be working with people and getting things done and that sort of, with that sort of energy behind it. And yeah, so your 11th house is the house of friendships and Gemini is ruling that house, which is kind of a nice place for Gemini because it's like, Gemini is the sign of twins and being in the house of friendship, ruling that, it's like you automatically are doubling the amount of friends you have. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's like, just sort of without even trying like you're just gonna have a wide social circle Mm -hmm. and your moon is in that 11th house as well um which speaks to having um yeah like a really great sort of standing within the community um you don't really have to try too hard other than by just being yourself to gain the respect that you'd like to have i like that yeah (laughs) that's nice yeah that's really nice um so, yeah, your 12th house is um, all things private and hidden and sort of um, where you can't, like, need to sort of, like, 
regroup and collect yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's ruled by Cancer, which is a super emotional, watery sign. And so when you need to spend some alone time, you really need to nurture yourself yeah. just as much as you spend time nurturing other people. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So that's like your chart in a, a nutshell. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like very a, nicely designed. I would just like to say that all your stuff is nice design. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's what I do for a living. Yeah, so. I figured. <laughs> I, I figured that out. But yeah. I'm an animator, actually. But yeah. um, graphic design is something I kind of have to do now and then yeah. to have something to animate. Yeah. Well, it's so great that you're able to put this and that together, especially with your branding and stuff. Oh, thank I like you. That a lot. It's always a work in pro- progress, but yeah. um, it's helpful when you have subject matter and an excuse to reach out to people mm-hmm. to like yourself who like, I feel like my responsibility to be somewhere and to do something at a certain time, like keeps me on a good path instead mm-hmm. of just sort of flailing around, just sure. getting drunk all the time. <laughs> so Same. yeah. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my God. I'm so honored. This was really fun. And really helpful and you know I've had kind of a weird day so this has been you know really nice to reconnect with just my own like existence and reason for being and thank you you're welcome yeah this is so fun if anybody wants to find out about you more or your work how is the best way for them to go about that yeah um I feel like my my own personal website has all everything linked to it. So, yeah, go ahead and just yeah. yeah. You can <laughs> find me on Instagram or my website. It's mm-hmm. my name is Ali A L L I E and then Bashuk, B A S H U K like dot com. It's just my name. <laughs> Luckily, there's no other Ali Bashuk in the world. So. Well, if there, one is good enough. Yeah, we exactly. More than one. Yeah, yeah, if there was another one, I don't know what I would do. Uh, cut a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be afraid, even if they were family, because yeah. we'd likely be related. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I haven't, I don't think that Bashiks are really, like, popular last Yeah, name. it's really not. Yeah. Maybe in Russia, but. Mm, I've yeah. never, I don't know. I have Google, I mean, I have Facebook searched my last name and seen some, like, Russian people I'd never met, so. Well, yeah. maybe you're related. If you yeah. were to do one of those, like, uh, genealogy No, things. by the way, I I just want to sign off by saying I think that's a total scam. Yeah, you're selling your DNA to yeah. like pharmaceutical companies. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, it's like, you know, they didn't know smoking was bad, you know, decades ago. And now there's going to be something where they're cloning people. No. Just get your parents to do it. <laughs> and then you'll know all your genes and you don't have to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a oh. good point. Well, thank you, Aurora. Yeah, thank you. This was super fun. All right. And that's it for this part of the episode. Thank you very much.